What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The dark intimacy of a narcissist and a relationship with a narcissist. If you understand this particular concept, particularly post a relationship, after a relationship with a narcissist, you can really escape their grasp so much quicker and heal with a greater understanding of what actually occurred. Never ever, I would say, underestimate the complexity of the what you go through after the relationship has ended with a narcissist. I believe this is why it takes so long for people to heal because it's the unraveling of exactly what happened and why you feel the way you do and why you feel in so much pain, confusion and conflict. And that's why I'd like to tackle this particular subject today. Can you take a minute, guys, to like, share, subscribe if you feel that this content is of value to you? I would sure appreciate it. So will you bear with me as I go through a number of points that again all link up and I hope will make sense at the end of the podcast? So to start off with, there's a theory um, that abounds in our community and it's true in the context that it's spoken about, that narcissists can't be intimate because to be intimate with a person means they need to be vulnerable and they need to attach to somebody and to love the other person. But I'd like to take that from a different perspective because it comes out in the wash at the other end when you're trying to figure out the narcissist and going back to people saying the narcissist isn't intimate, yet you feel they were the love of your life and you feel that you'd never had the intensity that you had with the narcissist with anyone else. And you're kind of scratching your head going, well, it sure felt intimate to me. And it was, just not in the way we generally term intimacy. So, What I'd like to take is the dark intimacy of the narcissist and look at that and understand the feeling that you feel when you're trying to forget the narcissist after the relationship, when you're trying to get out of the fog, when you're trying to detach, when you're trying to figure out what the heck happened in that relationship and why am I in so much pain and why did I love that person so intensely? So the first 
thing I'd like to say, and remember, these all join up at the end. So if you would just bear with me, I'd really appreciate this. It's a kind of important to get these explained, to get the bring the whole jigsaw piece together. Well, the first stage of the relationship with the narcissist is very intense, very speedy, very idealistic in that the narcissist will ideal their target or their target of supply new potential supply. So you'll be idealized and loved up and the narcissist will be genuinely feeling this because they'll feel they're onto a good thing. So that's a kind of a very bonding experience and you're actually self-actualizing yourself and you may never have done that before. You may never have been met with such constant approval of yourself in your childhood. And you may at this stage really flourish in the relationship and it's, it's highly addictive, particularly if you haven't had that experience before, where you feel very confident and you feel very, very happy and you very firmly attach to this person. So I'm going to start off with that because that's very a very intimate, even parental attachment for you. Now, the narcissist isn't attaching to you. So there isn't intimacy, but you feel very intimate with the narcissist. The next stage is when you're basically too big for your boots and the narcissist's viewpoint. And it seems to be you're thriving, you're starting a new job, you're looking better, you're flourishing under this intense approval for the first time maybe ever in your life. This is too much for the narcissist because it becomes all about you shining and the light's too bright for the narcissist. The narcissist needs to feel superior. So you need to be taken down a peg or two. And thus the next stage of the narcissist cycle starts. And that's the devaluation stage. Now, in the initial stage, because you would have felt so good and because you would have trusted the narcissist so much and because they would have been so intense coming at you, they would have given you a false sense of security that this was your person. Because you feel like that, you would have probably shared your wounds as well at that stage. So this is when the narcissist starts to get the finger and go poking around your childhood wounds poking around those wounds, saying, it's all about you really, isn't it, Paula? Like, it's all about you. Everything has to be about you. You don't like this, you don't like this, and you don't like that. And they go back to the kind of the childhood secrets that you might have spoken about and kind of say, well, you know, maybe there was something in that. Maybe, maybe you do need to have a good look at yourself. And I know you get the picture, guys, because... That's the way it tumbles out with the narcissist for all of us. Sometimes the devaluation cycle starts much quicker in the relationship and sometimes it can even six months to 18 months, that kind of time scale before you get the full whack of really feeling this person is criticizing me a lot. So let's park that there because the wound and the opening up of the wound and the kind of validating of you not being such a great person. We park that there because that comes into play at the end of this podcast. And it will help, I believe, 
for anyone struggling to heal and in confusion. The next part that I'm going to go into is in relation to intimacy, the narcissist doesn't give us that intimacy, say, when we're meant to be intimate, when you say you're having sex with the narcissist, you don't get that feeling that we all know as intimacy where you're really sharing love and a bond with someone and you're getting closer to them in that respect. In fact, sex with a narcissist feels very functional and it can actually feel quite ugly if yeah, it can feel quite ugly, it can feel quite transactional, it can feel quite, you can feel quite objectified as if you're in a position that a lot of other people have been in and that in fact, if you interchanged your body for someone else, it wouldn't matter to the narcissist. And again, leave comments if you've had that similar experience. And with the narcissist, instead of that nice, beautiful feeling of intimacy, you can also get, because of their sexual deviancy, their love of pornography, their talking of many other partners that they've had before, their openness to inappropriate, maybe for you, experiences. They're pushing your boundaries to try things that you're not comfortable with. Sex can be a whole different thing with a narcissist. Instead of the culmination of love and the intimacy in your relationship and the passionate side of your relationship, it can become, for want of a better term, like a, a porno movie. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, you don't feel intimate with the narcissist. But what you do feel at that stage is the exploration of a kind of darker, dirty world. And again, let me know if that makes sense to anyone listening here. So if you're prepared to explore that world with the narcissist, the narcissist will display intimacy, but intimacy of a dark nature, not as we understand it in general terms. The other side of intimacy that a narcissist will show you in relation to dark intimacy is they'll give you in the rages and the you know when they're being horrible to you when they're really giving out to you and telling you how awful you are and usually in inverted commas an argument because it's not an actual argument with a narcissist will be them telling you how bad you are and giving you adjectives to describe how bad you are. You could be called lazy, you could be called dysfunctional, you could be called crazy, you could be called an alcoholic. Again, I'm sure you've had your variety of negative descriptions as to who you are in the narcissist's mind. These are glimpses behind the mask the narcissist wears out in public and in general for friends and family. And that's a type of an intimacy that you get to see behind the mask that no one else gets to see. And there's a kind of a feeling that you're in a secret club with a narcissist that you know, they know, you know, they know, but nobody else knows, you know, they know they know, you know. So that in itself is like an introduction into the world behind the mask. 
And that goes along with the sexual deviancy, the objectification of your body um, and the sharing of your negative secrets and the honing in on the wound and the poking around of the wound and the validating of the wound. So we're getting closer now to the dark intimacy of the narcissist and how this is very confusing at the end of the relationship. I would describe the coming to the end of the relationship as where you're defending yourself against the narcissist. As the narcissist gets more vitriolic, is that the word, gets more profound in their devaluation of you, gets more name calling, gets more the relationships deteriorating more, they're triangulating you, they're trying to make you feel jealous, they're telling you that you didn't do this, they're gaslighting you, that you're not capable of this and you're starting to defend yourself and starting to ask for your needs to be met and starting to stand up for yourself after this awful devaluation that's going on. And this is when the narcissist turns it around on you and says, it's really all about you, isn't it? Like the relationship doesn't matter. It's all about you getting your needs met. And honestly, up to this, you haven't had a single need met. You haven't had even a tiny weeny, little inchy weenchy one. But the minute you start to speak up for yourself, all the projection comes out of the narcissist and they're putting you down and you're fighting back and trying to defend yourself because you're actually trying to survive. You're asking for fairness. You're trying to figure out what the hell is going on if this person is supposed to love me and all they're doing is criticising me and making me feel like absolute S-H-I-T. So this person comes out in you and it's trying to defend yourself, trying to find a way to manage the situation, trying to change your behaviour so that the narcissist doesn't get upset. And honestly, you're right back to square one. You're right back into the wound and the familiarity of what it felt like maybe as a child. You may go into a situation where what it felt like at home, what it felt like in school. As the narcissist becomes more of a parent, comes into a more critical parent role and you are going into the trying to figure it out child role of, well, I did that and, and they're giving out to me for not doing that. And they're telling me that I'm bad, but I don't think I'm bad. I think I'm a good person because I've tried to do this and I've tried to do that. So why are they telling me? Why are they criticizing me? So you're literally transported back to the time of the wounds and everybody has them. So don't don't feel that um, the narcissist came to you just because you had wounds. Every human being has some wound from some time in their early life. The narcissist is just very adept at finding their target's wounds. So basically, I digress, but to get back, you're back in the situation where you're nearly like a teenager trying to defend yourself against this horrible creature that has revealed itself to you. And this is an interesting place to be. And this is interesting to remember this stage, 
when the narcissist finally dumps you because you aren't easy to control or they found a new supply or they're not going to get what they came to the relationship for from you. They underestimated you. They underestimated your healthy self-respect that only gets really triggered when someone is trying to annihilate you like a narcissist would. So ultimately, for you to escape the narcissist, you actually have to go in to your own narcissism. Everybody has a narcissistic side. It's just that's the self-survival of the individual. It's just that normal human beings leave that side aside. It's a small percentage of who they are. It's not who they identify as. They have empathy. They want to personally develop. They have the normal human components of a normal human being. But when th threatened, when your survival is actually threatened by a narcissist, you have to go into the what a normal person would consider the darker side of yourself, the selfish side, the side that looks at things very logically, the side that says you're not going to kill me. I know you're trying to kill me. And I mean psychologically and emotionally and hopefully not physically. So you will do whatever you can to survive. And in order to do that, you have to suppress your empathy. You have to be selfish. You have to be critical. You have to be the things that aren't the majority of your personality. And this is when it gets interesting, guys. The narcissist then, when you are surviving, will dump you because you're too hard to control. And then if you have any interaction with them or you hear about the smear campaign or anyone else comes up to you and says that seems that the narcissist or your, your ex-partner says you did this and you did that, that that's quite a cruel thing to do. And you were literally surviving. So the feedback you get is that you're actually the bad person. That in surviving and not taking any more of the abuse, you're painted as the bad person because of what you did maybe to escape. You threw the narcissist out. You left. Um, you took the money out of the bank account in order to survive and get out of the state. You did whatever you had to do. You wouldn't let the narcissist back into the house. You... You said it as it was. You told the narcissist family what the story was. Whatever it was, you're painted as the bad person. And there's an illusion that you're in a darker state, that you actually are the narcissist. And a lot of people in the healing stage, myself included, when we go into this state and reflect back, it is confusing because in order to save ourselves, we had to be the person that we were criticised for being, which isn't the normal, our normal modus operandi. It's not the majority of our personality. But because we had to go into the darker side of ourselves and our own narcissism and our own intelligence and our own ways of manipulating to survive 
oftentimes people think, oh my God, am I the narcissist? And that's the illusion of the dark intimacy of a narcissist. Because they're saying to you, they look at you straight in the eyes or they said it in the relationship, I know who you are. I know that you are not a good person. I know that you're not the person that you pretend to be to people. They literally project that onto you. And that is a very complex thing to overcome. You feel guilty for having had to delve into your narcissistic side in order to survive an annihilation by the narcissist. And you're confused because the narcissist has been pressing that button, the wound button. And they couple the wound button that you have with your some of your self-doubts from childhood. They couple that with the survivor, temporary survivor mode you had to go into. And you're left wondering, is it your fault? Are you a bad person? Why was I not lovable enough? Do I have the problems the narcissist said I have? Why did they leave me for somebody else? And it's the perfect storm. It's the perfect evil, dark, perfect storm that's designed in its complexity to take you out on a psychological, emotional, spiritual and physical level. So I'm hoping that 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 the understanding of the cloying world of the narcissist, the shared hell, I would call it, not the shared fantasy, the shared hell the narcissist brings you into, the darker side of the sexual world, the darker, the, they share that intimacy of the negativity with you. They will share intimacy in areas of jealousy when they triangulate you. They lap up any complaints you would have about their lack of boundaries, their lack of appropriate behaviour, their lack of the bringing other people into your relationship. And then the shared darkness of any faults that you may perceive you have, that you were told you had as a child, or the narcissist tells you you have. And then the chaos and confusion of the shared hell of seeing behind the mask and only you seeing behind the mask and nobody else getting to see that darkness. So you've had an intense relationship with a hologram that facilitated some very deep emotions within you. Some beautiful emotions which attached you to the hologram. And then some very dark emotions that spewed out of the hologram, telling you that you were in fact a bad person and that you weren't worth staying with and that everybody else is better than you and that you were the problem and that you caused the relationship to disintegrate and that you're not fit for a relationship and that only they know how bad you are. Only they share that with you and that you're keeping this dark, bad world of the person that you are hidden from the outer world, which is a total projection of the narcissist. They're literally trying to put their reality, what they feel, their hiddenness, their darkness behind the mask, 
They're literally trying to get you to accept and believe that you are them and that they no longer have to be themselves because they're handing over this awfulness to you. They want you to take on their hell so that they can go free in the belief that their narcissism is protecting them as the good person, as the superior person to go on to the next relationship to do the exact same thing all over again and to bring somebody else into their dark intimacy. And they will share intimacy in a dark sense with you because in my opinion, they get sadistic pleasure from your pain in the dark world that they trap you in. That's a psychological, emotional and spiritual horror show. Absolute horror show. So I'm hoping if you can see how you're confused at the end of a relationship with the nar narcissist, that you were very intimate with this person, but the intimacy was of a negative kind and you still may feel spiritually attached to them because of the confusion, because you feel they know you better than anybody else. Believe you me, the person that they showed you that you were was them. They were able to force you into the darkest corner of your personality and bring that out to the fore in order for you to survive and then tell you that that dark corner was the whole of you and there's no good in you. So guys, please reframe this. And in reframing it, acceptance of the self, acceptance that you did what you had to do to get out of that relationship, that you are a good person, that you're not a saint, that you're a human being, that you have empathy, that you feel a great deal of pain, you feel a great deal of happiness, you're a normal functioning human being and you're not the product of the relationship. You haven't changed. Come back into yourself. Do self-love. Congratulate yourself for getting out of the relationship with somebody who is unhealthy and is going to go on and do the same thing all over again with other people. You have the ability to have intimacy on a human level, on a good level. You don't have to go to the dark places the narcissist brought you to. In fact, if you use the experience dependent on where you are in your healing journey, it's not always easy. If you use the experience of that darker exploration of yourself and what you had to do and really challenge, really challenge the things you might have carried from childhood in relation to your wounds, really challenge them and look at them in a practical balanced sense and say, Gosh, I could improve on that. I could love myself more because honestly, I'm a hell of a good person because I've tried my damnedest. I've tried my very best. I'm not always perfect and I'm definitely not a saint and I've definitely made mistakes and I've definitely caused, you know, hurt to people along the way unwittingly. So there's a hell of a lot I can do to improve because that's only a tiny particle of who I am. I can improve the rest because that is me. That's who I want to be. That's who I aspire to be. I am not what the narcissist said I was. 
I am not a projection of the narcissist. And I am not attached to that dark place that they tried to keep me attached to in the dis-self-belief, in the, in the lack of self-belief. They do not know me. They couldn't know me because they couldn't be intimate with me on a human level, on a good level. The only intimacy I shared with the narcissist was a glimpse into hell. A glimpse into hell. And I am not of hell. And I have no desire to go back there. And the narcissist will not pull me in by the illusion that I'm a bad person. So please, think about where you've been, the journey you've been on. And start believing in yourself. And get that narcissist out of your head. And a continuation on a daily basis of telling yourself that you're an okay person, that you're a great person, that you have your faults, but overall you try and do good and that's who you want to be. And you are not going to remain stuck in the illusion that the narcissist spewed all over you to keep you trapped for them to come back again and do worse to you and try and hoover you in and make you feel even worse than they did before. Guys, I will see you again very soon. Take great care of yourselves. And from a sleepy boy and myself, have a lovely day.